1: hello everyone welcome back to the podcast for yet another week we have seven weeks to go for the year and it's really wrapping up towards a uh, a good super coach finale for 2018 uh myself nick here and special treat international guest this week the uh the intrepid traveler went in has managed to pull himself away from the bar and give us half an hour of his time mate how are you nice.
2: And Wait on, um, yeah, two more margaritas, please.
1: (laughs) Sorry, uh, you're there,
2: you're there. Sorry, there you go,
1: good. Yeah, good, good. You couldn't even put yourself away for half an hour.
2: Mate, margaritas are $2, would you?
1: Oh, sounds good. It does sound good. I bet it's a bit warmer over there, mate. It's been absolutely freezing here as well.
2: Hanoi was uh, unbearable. It was like 45, feels like over 50, the hottest um, conditions oh. that I've ever experienced in my life. So we kind of did half a day touring and then uh, went back to the hotel. We staying at Airbnb, so we just um, yeah wanted to, uh, to get in the air conditioning, and that's all we can do. But progressively, the weather has got better as we've moved um, down the country. So we're a little bit below um, halfway at the moment in terms of... Um, uh vietnam on a map and it seems to be the weather's um lovely um as the further you get down south so no complaints at the moment mate it's high 20s um to mid 30s um and uh really low humidity at the moment which is good
1: oh beautiful mate i woke up on sunday morning and the phone said this is in brisbane 4.3 feels like 1.5
2: yeah, that's shit. It's
1: ridiculous. So cold. Loss,
2: yeah, loss has been. I, I, we haven't got to below 20 degrees for about two weeks, mate. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, thoroughly enjoying getting away from the, the Brisbane winter. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's been lovely.
1: Oh, good, mate. Good. Good. All right, let's get stuck into the Supercoach side of things. Uh, we'll do the usual around the grounds, teams, trades, and we'll focus a little bit on centre wing this week because that seems to be the position of the most contention uh, at the moment. Uh, around the grounds, I had uh, about 1040. I think it was uh, dropped 16 spots. So I'm still in the 500s. Uh, so doing okay. How about yourself?
2: Yeah, I scored just a bit below a thousands last week. Um, I think everyone got caught out. By a few players missing out and and the like, but um, yeah, I'm I fell back 200 spots to uh, just outside the top 1,000, so 1,166, so about 500 places back from you, mate. And you're you're really travelling well this season, so congrats.
1: Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm looking good. Got a good side at the moment, uh, apart from a couple of injuries, but that's all right. We can get them sorted this week. Let's go straight into the teams. Uh, I'll talk through a few games, mate, and then I'll hand over to you. Um, we we like to do this pretty quickly, obviously, because most people have seen the teams by now. Uh, Eels and the Bulldogs, Thursday night, shocker of a game. Zero relevance in the teams this week. Sharks and the Raiders is the early Friday game. Jesse Ramian is back at centre for the Sharks. And for the Raiders, obviously, we all know that Croker is out for the season. Uh, uh, Abbey is back at fullback Kotrick's on the wing and obviously Rapana returned last week as well Broncos, Panthers TPJ's into the second row for Jaden Sewer, who's out for the year and for the Panthers the Origin Stars are back as well as Mansour and DWZ Knights, Titans is the early game Saturday still no It's Fitzgibbon returns and he's on the bench and for the Titans Arrow is back at lock after being a late withdrawal last week Take us through the rest of them, mate.
2: Yeah, so nothing of relevance for the Tigers and the Rabbitohs. Uh, the Cowboys, you've got Cohen Hess who starts in the second row. And for the Dragons, interestingly, the name McDonald has been named despite being injured. So uh, for Kurt Manor and as such myself, it's very much a wait to see uh, what happens there. For the Warriors, Ticco is being dropped, um, and he got dropped from my side last week. The Storm... Uh, you got Slater, car Chambers, Fursi, and Munster all returning from Origin, up being rested last week. Uh, for the Seagulls, no changes. Uh, Roosters, you got all the uh, Origin guys back, plus Radley and Orbison. Madison is, has been benched, playing reduced minutes last week, and then um, and that's about it. So that that wraps it all up, mates. And uh, as you can see, there there is quite a few changes, but. Nothing too dramatic. It's more a case of the origin guys coming back into the fold, really.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Croker being out, we all sort of knew that was going to be the case. And then Ponga, obviously, still a week away, which we all sort of knew uh, as well. So I think um, we'll go straight into trade talk this week. Plenty to talk about. Um, You know, we didn't cover the guys who we're going to talk about now in teams. We're going to talk about them all specifically as a part of trade talk. Let's talk about... People who have been sold this week. A lot of the top ten sells are pretty self-explanatory. The likes of Croker, Harris, Mann, Hiku, Riley, Jacks—they sort of speak for themselves. I think if we if we start in the forwards with a couple of these guys, uh, Pangai and Fafita are probably worth talking about briefly. I think Pangai is is definitely a hold, even though he's starting in this in the other back row for the Broncos. Injury concerns, uh, don't think he's going to play 80 minutes, high break even this week. Uh, and Fafita, I've am i been holding Fafita and trying to tough it out, but I think I'm at the point now where I'm going to sell him this week as well. Just not getting the minutes, not having the impact. Looks overweight to me, looks unfit. Obviously that knee is really troubling him, and I'm going to sell him this week. Uh, so for me, Pangai and Fafita are both sells this week.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, well, I've got both, and I'm holding on to both of them. I just don't have the trades, unfortunately, to, to get rid of them. Um, you've also got Jaden Sewell, who is out uh, for the rest of the season. So that potentially means that uh, Pangai Jr. could play some pretty big minutes in the second row for the run home, um, which and you know, he's going to be a bit of a pod, with uh, considering that he's being sold out of a few sides. Um, Pong I think, is a really good hold um, because he should be back next week. Even Asako, I'm surprised that people are, are trading... Jermaine Asako as well because he has been really really good in his um, rookie season and we know how bad the centre wing position has been and and then lastly with Fafita yeah I'm just going to hold him there and hope that he comes good and and even if he doesn't I'm luckily I don't have to play him in my seventeen so um, my forward pack is pretty stacked so I'll just be holding him for the moment.
1: Yeah, the other thing I'm actually looking at is potentially trading Ryan James instead of. For feeder, Um, I'm looking to get Crichton into my side for one of those two guys, and I'm obviously looking to get rid of Croker this week as well. So, if I trade for Feeder to Crichton, I, the best I can do for Croker is probably like a a Nofaluma. But if I trade James for Crichton, I can I could then go Croker to Alex Johnson basically. So. I'm thinking of potentially Ryan James as a sell this week as well. Had those big games, but without the tries, he's about a 55 average.
2: Yeah, I I don't disagree, but I think next week, I mean, last week was probably your week to to trade him, right, because he dropped in value by about 40K. Um, So he had that break even, 118, 142 uh, this week, so very high and you're right, without those um, those tries, he's nothing better than a 50 to 60 average player. However, on the weekend, he had base points per game, of 64, and, um, you know, a few reductions in, in errors and penalties conceded. that got him down to 56. So, um, considering how poor the, the front row has been this year, much like the, the centre wing options, and, you know, he looms as being one of the, the top four guys for the run home, uh, Fafita has really, really fallen off. Uh, but it just depends on the structure of your side, I mean that, that's a luxury trade for me to bring Crichton in, and it just depends on how you're going, particularly with your fullbacks and also your centre wings.
1: I'm going pretty good, yeah, pretty good.
2: Okay, what's what's your current centre wing made up of at the moment, mate? And then I'll tell you how good you're going. <laughs> uh,
1: Croker, Masters, Aiken, and Nene.
2: Yeah, you're <laughs> struggling, mate. So, so I would be, I would be um, holding uh, the trades that you're doing there, and and distracting center wing cuz i think you're in a pretty pretty similar position to me
1: yeah it's tough in center wing i did go near Corey from the eels last week uh, for kurt Mann, so i do have him sitting there as coverage and i'm probably going to play him this week i think just lock in you know hopefully 50 points on a thursday night there uh, yeah. but i mean it's it's that alex johnson versus no faluma for croker is you know is it worth that extra Extra money, I suppose, to get Johnston over someone like a NOFO.
2: Yeah, look, I, I don't think you need to. Well, we can get into the centre wing discussion um, pretty soon, but you've got Nofo, Nofo that's on a break even around about 70 and AJ of, of 25. One needs to be traded in this week, the other one doesn't. So it just depends on, on your numbers in the centre wing. And, and personally, I, I would like to see one more week out of Nofo with these really high base stats and just to see if he can. it's something we can expect for the remainder of the season or whether it's just isolated to a couple of games.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, some of the more popular trade-ins this week. Uh, the center wings I'm just going to list because, like you said, we are going to talk about them in a bit more detail. So Rapana, Hopawade, Holmes, Masters, and Hain and Latrell. we will talk about later. In the forwards, some of the more traded-in guys, Angus Crichton, Kikau, uh, Jake Turbo and Jai Arrow. I don't mind any of those guys. Uh, Crichton, Trebojevic and Arrow are, both, are obviously all you know, premium guns, and if you don't have them, uh, no reason why you shouldn't get on them. Filiyama Kikau is an interesting one. Starting in the second row again this week, four forwards on the Panthers bench, so, you know, a few people talking that he might not get the full 80. Uh, He's just an attacking beast. Probably had 25 points in the last 30 seconds of the game last week with that run, which was excellent for people like myself who played him on that Friday night. Uh, obviously, if you're owning him, you're not selling him, and potentially you're playing him this week as well. But I don't know, mate. I, I think that you're a non-owner. Have you looked at buying him at all?
2: No, not at all. And and I don't think you can discuss trading um, Ryan James if you are an owner and they are looking to bring in someone like Kikau because effectively they're they're all very similar, albeit that James' base stats, um, or floor is, is probably about 10 points higher than Kakao's. So if you look at Kakao's past three weeks where he's played big minutes on the edge, he's got base stats of 38, 44, and 46 points per game. It's all those attacking stats as you kind of, um, acknowledge at the start of, um, of, uh, of talking about him. And, and yeah, I, I just couldn't be bringing him in. Uh, it's definitely chasing points and, um, yeah, he scored those thirty points in one or two odd plays in the game, and and that's that's really where that's come from. And you know, I'm probably just sounding like a very very disgruntled non-owner uh, here, really. But I, you know, I wouldn't be looking to trade him in. Where you compare him to a Crichton or an Arrow or even a Jake Javorovic? I mean, they're lock and load top uh, seventeen guys uh, for the run home, and, and definitely captain options as well. Um, and I think in the forwards, you're not. You're not really going to struggle, no matter who you pick. Uh, you're going to—it's pretty safe, particularly in the second row this year, to get guys that you know they're going to produce. And, and I just don't think that Kakao should be there ahead of you know three to, to half a dozen other guys.
1: Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think a, a James a feeder to a Crichton is an upgrade, but definitely not to a Kakao. Um, yeah, Crichton, Arrow, Trebovich, Taumalolo... You know, even Marty Tapao, if you don't have him, uh, I think he's he's an option. But I wouldn't be trading any of those guys to Kakao. But for people like myself who own him and have been sitting on him, it's been a, um, a good fortnight, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, we might just take a quick pause there for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be back in a second to talk Senna Wing
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Okay, so center wing, mate, would you agree that it is the uh, the position of the most interest this week?
2: Mate, it's been the position of the most interest um, of the whole year. And just have a look at my current center wing, which contains Alex Johnson, Jared Croker, David Fusatua and Ewan Aiken, um, you know, they're none of those players who, are, who I was really looking at at the start of the season, and, and there's probably about half, and half a dozen other guys that I could have in there um, at this point in time as well. It's just been that kind of year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, Masters, you know, I didn't really know a lot about him before the start of the year, to be honest. Aiken's come on and hopefully... He'll continue going over the next six or seven weeks with the um, the Dragons' good schedule, which is why it, it's hurt so much that Nene got injured because that good schedule was obviously the reason why uh, myself and a number of others jumped on him. So not ideal there. Um,
2: so how, so what's the prognosis on that? He's been um, named this week, but, you know, you, as, an, as a current owner, you seem a bit sceptical that he'll line up. So do you think it's just a bit of smoke and mirrors at the moment and he won't play? Or or what is? how long is he meant to be out for?
1: Yeah, look, I don't have any inside scoop aside from the news that I read earlier in the week that it was a four-week injury and then all of a sudden he's named. So I don't think he can go from four weeks to zero weeks. It might go from four weeks to two weeks maybe, but I don't know if it can go from zero weeks and I'm hoping to get a bit more information before Friday night.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, as a man owner, you're probably going to want to be holding on to man as long as possible, would you? I mean, they, they play um, play North Queensland away this weekend, and, and from memory, North Queensland doesn't concede too many points to outside back. So, regardless, it shapes up as a difficult weekend, and um, I think he's break even is around about twenty as well.
1: Yeah, I'd still be holding him. Like you say, he could get three or four weeks here of playing on the wing uh, with with a good draw coming up. So I would definitely be holding man um, if I had him. Like you say, break-even's low this week. It's going to jump next week, but there's no need to trade him this week, I don't think.
2: Yeah, okay. I just right. going to say, should we just jump straight into talking about the center wings?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So I've, I've copied a few tables here from Twitter. Uh one of the draft accounts which is at three wise draft men has done a few tables up here with the positional analysis for the run home so i might um i'll upload this uh on the post along with the podcast but it's got sort of left center right center etc etc through left wing white right wing and all the way through to full back and i think we should start with uh, Alex Johnson, probably the pick of the center wings for the run home. He's got the fourth best draw of any fullback uh, and his his sort of predicted average, I'm not exactly sure how this table works, but his predicted average is that the best out of all the center wings. The only people on this table ahead of him are fullbacks only in RTS, Tedesco and Billy Slater. So I would have Alex Johnson number one on the center wing must have list for the run home.
2: Yep, that's why I grabbed him last week. So really um, confident that he'll do well for the run home. And you're right that um, the dra- so the, the Rabbitohs have a fantastic draw ahead. So this week they've got a game against West away, and then they've got the Eels, and then they've got the Storm Roosters, which will be quite hard. But then they've got the Broncos, Raiders, and Tigers to finish off the season. So, um, yeah, I think that he's a pretty safe pick. Um, low break even this week so this is kind of your last opportunity i think to really get him Um, and then you know he's going to be priced pretty pretty high after this week you'd think
1: yeah definitely he'll be up probably 620 630 so i'll be definitely looking to bring him in this week uh number two who i would have on my list would be would probably be masters um west tigers have got an okay draw south's Then Bulldogs, Newcastle, then Canberra, so a few good games there, but then they do play St. George, Manly, uh, and then the uh, Rabbitohs again to finish off. Um, But pretty good, pretty solid there. I think most people have probably already got Masters in their side anyway. Um, So we might, we might just skip over him. Let's, do you want to talk about Hopawade next?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, that's massively chasing last week's points. Um, if you look at the before the 140, he scored 36, 47, 39, and 58. Um, scores of 36 and 47 were for fullback, so I'm not entirely convinced that uh, the shift uh, to that position with him by going out is, um, you know, going kind to of result in him. Uh, producing anything like the 140 that he did last week. So I would be definitely avoiding him. And, and dare I say it, mate, it is a fantastic banner opportunity for yourself this weekend.
1: Definitely. I agree. It's it's massively chasing last week's points. He had 10 offloads and a heap of tackle busts and everything. So not for mine. Uh, you know, he was 430K before last week, uh, just to give you an idea of how well he was going before that 135. Yeah. Jesse Ramian is a no for me as well. If you look him up, he's actually been scoring 60s the last month or so, but he scored a try with a line break in every single game. So, you know, you take a couple of those out and you're looking at 35s, 30 to 35s, so he's he's not going to score a try every single week. The Sharks have got a decent draw, they do play Melbourne uh, and the Broncos, but apart from that, those, those are the only two top eight sides that they play the rest of the way home. But he, he just, with those tries, he um, he, can, he I don't think he can keep scoring tries every week, and for that reason, he's a no for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I did look at that too, but you also need to acknowledge that he's got base points per game in these weeks of over 30. So that's pretty good for a centre winger, right? And um, he's, uh, he's played three teams in the top eight over this period as well. And the run home is, um, for me, is a lot easier than what he's been up against in the past five weeks. So um, my biggest thing is that he's priced, is um, no value at the moment at his current price, so I probably wouldn't be touching him. But um, it, jumping on one or two weeks ago was probably the time, but he's not the worst pick for me.
1: Okay. What do you think about Aitken? Uh, 484k good draw coming up
2: Yeah And and, um, I think you've Pointed out the Dragons have one of the best Or if not the best draw ahead And I don't see any issue With the Nene McDonald injury And I don't really think that impacts Him given you know he's just a base point Beast in the center wing and has been all year He's had a couple of um, disappointing games um, around the, just before the buyers, but apart from that, he's been fantastic. So, um, yeah, I, I think he'll finish within the first or top four or six centre wings for the year.
1: Okay. Okay, so we we sort of think Alex Johnson, Masters and Aitken uh, are good options there. There's a, a heap of players who you could go for for your fourth or fifth centre wing. First three of them all play on the Roosters. You've got Madison, Ferguson and Latrell. So Madison obviously came back first game in a long time last week. Uh, Started, but then, uh, you know, only played about 50 minutes or so, I think. Named to start off the bench this week. Could potentially be a late uh, change there to start. 537K, I would like to wait at least a week or two. I'd like to see an 80-minute performance from him before I jumped on. Uh, Blake Ferguson would be a no for me. He's... He had a couple of good games mid-season. He's got a he's got the second highest average of any centre wing this year, only behind Madison. But I uh, just 600k, I couldn't pay it for him. Uh, and then Latrell, I could uh, I had him earlier in the year. He was up and down. He's just he's too up and down. I I don't know if he's going to finish the year as well as he started uh, with the Origin performance in the middle of the year. I think that might have taken a bit out of him. So. For me, it would be a no on Fergo, a no on Luttrell and a, a wait and see a couple of weeks on Madison. Yeah,
2: I think you're pretty much spot on there. Unfortunately, with two of those guys, Madison and Ferguson, they've got very high break-even. So there's no need to, to make a move this week. And, you know, Maddo coming back in his first game in six weeks, as I said, started on the edge. Played uh, forty six minutes and now has been relegated for Bradley, who has been playing really, really good in his absence. Break even of one hundred and fourteen, so no need to bring him in this week. You can probably wait a couple of weeks, and then you know his value is going to be extremely hard to ignore, um, close to four hundred and fifty. Particularly if he starts playing upwards of uh, seventy minutes in the the back row. Uh, Ferguson, yeah, I, I think you, you. I know that you were really keen to bring him in a couple of weeks, but thankfully you decided mm. against that. Um, attacking stats have really fallen right off uh, in the past two weeks. But, you know, he's still smashing out really good base points at 35 points per game. Um, I think he was always overpriced during that buy period. But with a break-even of 141, I think he's going to be really good value for the run home. So he's another player that I'd probably be saving a trade for um, and waiting till his price comes right down. Just just playing in a, in a good side, I think he... Um, and with those base points, he's going to be a center wing that I'll probably be targeting, but waiting to get um, quite a few um, dollars or a few hundred or maybe even a fifty to $60,000 of his current value at the moment. And then, yeah, Luttrell, I mean, for me, his floor is just too low given he's got such poor base points um, per game. But I guess in saying that, he's only scored 50 just once in the past six games. So um, the base points aren't there, but the attacking stats have been.
1: Yeah, he's very frustrating to have in your side because he'll um, you know, he'll, he'll be brilliant for five or ten minutes and then he just won't do anything for, for 70 minutes. So Yeah,
2: I, I kind of think that's all he needs to do. And maybe one of the biggest concerns with him is just, what is he, 21, 22, played a full origin series. Um, can he sustain the workload for the run home or is he just going to kind of die off a bit? Um, because this has been the most football that he's probably ever played in his life.
1: Yeah, agreed. The next one on our list is Valentine Holmes, and he's a he's a no for me. A few people have spoken about this. I think just the specter of Dugan coming back uh, and pushing Holmes to the wing makes him a no for me. He he had a few games on the wing earlier in the year, and he scored 6, 27, 68, 38, 33, 47, and then, he did, uh, and then 40, and then he turned up against the Knights. So... His average on the wing is significantly lower than fullback. Uh, He's had four really good weeks, or probably five really good weeks, actually. But break-even of 88 this week, and with Dugan coming back, um, Holmes is probably likely to go back to the wing. So for that reason, I couldn't pay over 600k for him.
2: No, and I think this year, if if there's any season at all that we've experienced where you should not pay top dollar for a centre wing, it is this year. It has not worked out well for anyone. And the only player that I can think of that it has is Madison before he got injured. So, um, home. I mean, you can't discredit what he's done. Um, no score under 60 in the past five rounds, but you've pointed out the risk around Dugan. And I'm not even going to pretend to know that much about the Sharks to say where what's going to happen when he comes back. But, yeah, he's just not of any value at the moment. And, and there are probably about half a dozen other guys that, offer a lot more uh, which I'm sure we're going to talk about pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, when you can get the likes of the next two guys who are going to talk about Rapana and Nofo for you know 150k, 140k less, it's it just yeah, it rules homes out for me. So Rapana, mate, came back on the weekend, 95 points, scored two tries. His three games before that, or one of them was the injury game I suppose, but 49, 47 and then forty in the game that he got injured. Um, look, I've, yeah, one good game since he came back, but I don't know. He he just wasn't doing it this year before he got injured, and I can't. I had him traded him, um, which is probably one of the reasons why I can't go back. But I just I just didn't see it from him in the start of the year, and I, one good game isn't enough for me.
2: Yeah, look, the attacking stats just weren't there for him before he got injured and what he had one, two, three, four, 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 five tries up until round 14. Um, for a winger and the amount of ball that he was seeing, um, you know, that's just completely abnormal compared to what we saw last year. I think he scored over 20 tries. Um, what's been really good is just the points without those tries have been consistently in the 40s or even the low, low 50s and the big, thing for me, mate, is just the return of Josh Hodgson to um, the Raiders. So since he returned, I think, in round 15, uh, the the Raiders have averaged 50, 40 points per game. Um, so I know they've got a tough draw coming up, but I think that gets cancelled out with the inclusion of Hodgson to their side. And, and also, the other benefit potentially is the, the injury to Croker, and now do they just go through the Leipana edge with their attack all the time, and, and potentially this see Kotrick's output fall off a cliff with um, Croker not playing inside him
1: yeah look maybe maybe look I mean I definitely have Rapana ahead of the guys who we just spoke about in you know uh, Ferguson Luttrell and Val Holmes I definitely have Rapana ahead of them but I just think that yeah look if he if he can show it over over if he can have another good score this week then I'll think about him the week after
2: yeah, if you just look at what he did the month before he got injured, so from round 10 through to round 14, I know you've just pointed out the scores 57 49, 47 40. He's only scored two tries over that period and very, very limited um, attacking stats. So, whilst I'm, you know, he's got some evading there, but, you know, not too much else from um, anything that we would expect from a winger, so minimal line breaks and that kind of stuff. So, um, I just think of the value and what the player that you're getting in the kind of qualities is kind of hard to, a bit hard to pass up at the moment.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to sort of contradict myself a bit here because I do like Nofaluma more than Rapana, but I'm just looking at his stats here on NRLSuperCoachStats.com and he's he's sort of come back and had one good game after being fairly mediocre before injury as well. And it's, um, it's a bit contradictory of myself to say that I'm all over Nofo and Rapana's trash when, yeah, they, um, they're very similar situations. Nofo did have a couple of larger scores before he got injured with a 61, 43, and then an 83. Um, you know, that's about a 60 average there. But came back on the weekend against St. George and scored 87. Uh, Souths this week, which will definitely be a tough matchup. Bulldogs, Newca- Newcastle, and then the Raiders the next three um yeah what do do you think about nofo and what do you think about nofo compared to rapana
2: yeah so i really like his form to be honest because round round 18 with his first match since round 13 and then uh if you look back at round 13 he scored i think only around about 20 points but he also played just um just around 30 minutes as well and before that he scored 83 points in 80 minutes. Um, but the best thing about that score, mate, was 42 base points per game. And what does he do in his first match back? 87 points in 80 minutes with 46 of those from base. So if you even just look at the those three games in isolation, that's just kind of screaming, this is the no Five of 2017, right? If you take even that injury-interrupted game, his base was 17 of a um, of total points of 21. So, um, to me, that's really, really good. And, and I don't have just think it's one game out of the whole season. He's, he's done what we kind of expected him to do in the preseason over the past three weeks. Um, so, yeah, and it's another one with Rapana that value that he's quite hard to pass up on this week. But uh, with the high break even of around about 70, it's definitely an opportunity for us just to watch him this weekend and to see... Um, you know, if this kind of output from him is sustained or whether it's a bit of a flush in the pan.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think you make a good point there. A lot of these guys do have high break-evens, don't they? So it's, you know, it's it's not like if you're that worried, you don't actually have to jump on a lot of these guys this week, apart from probably Alex Johnston. They're not going to skyrocket up in price. Just no, and and Rapana's look-
2: Rap- Rap- P- on the only other one, mate, with a low break even too.
1: Okay. I'm just having a little look at the Tigers' side, because obviously Nofo was in and out a bit at the start of the year. Uh, they've obviously got Corey Thompson on one wing, Umbai's back at fullback, and MWZ is in the extended bench. So MWZ was getting a bit of a run earlier in the year, uh, but obviously with Fanua injured, you've got Nagama there in the centres as well, so... Basically, Nofo's locked in there, it would appear, with the injury to Fanua and then MWZ in the 21 jersey, um, seemingly out of favour. So it's a um, it's a bit of a tough call between the two of those guys, I think.
2: It is a tough call, and that's probably why we will be bringing them both in, um, oh. but maybe one week after the other, I'd say, and just, as I said, just bring in Rapana this week and, and then uh, waiting on... Um, Waiting on Nafaluma to see if, you know, if he puts in another cracking game or gets base bet- over 35, then I'll be just jumping all over him next weekend. But if he doesn't, then there's just a heap of other options that are going to be decreasing in price a lot over the coming weeks.
1: Okay. Now, one of the guys who I've heard that you're thinking about bringing in is Jared Hayne. Is that true?
2: Mate, in the run sheet here, when you've provided this to me, I've simply just written next to it, who? question up? <laughs>
1: Mate, three-round average of
2: 75. Yeah, and I also saw that uh, Carlos Dwarf, who writes our buy sell hold, um, in his great article today, it says that basically if you look at the games where he's played 80 minutes, he's scored over 60 this season. So, um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I just, I don't know. I'm Honestly, I think it's just a, um, something I haven't looked at at all just because I've got an image in my head of him just being horrible. But if you do have a look at his stats, he's, he's actually been quite good.
1: Yeah, and you probably wouldn't have seen the game on the weekend, and I didn't watch the whole game, to be honest, but I saw the highlights, and he had a couple of really good runs. uh, Set Corey Norman up for an excellent try, where he was, you know, brushing off defenders like it was the Hain plane of old. So, yeah, yeah, about the same price, though, as as, uh, Rapana and Nofo, and I would still put him behind those two. Yeah, so
2: just looking at what he's done so far, so I was a little bit misleading with what I said before, because in his first two games he scored 36 and 29 in 80 minutes, so it's more the averages season of um, when he's played uh, 80 minutes, the average of those games he scored over 60 points, so yeah, it's still quite impressive, because he obviously had two really poor performances in um, in round three and also round seven, but he pre- Played 29 and 30 minutes just there. So if you just look at what he's done since round 14, as I said, 82, 46, 76 and 103. I mean, that's the Jared Hayne of old. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Maybe you take a punt. He's got a break even at negative nine. I couldn't imagine that he'd be owned by too many teams at the moment. So maybe it's worth the gamble.
1: Yeah, potentially. Does have a really tough Supercoach finals run. Last four weeks, mm. they played Dragons, Storm, and they're Cowboys, but then they finished with the Roosters. A Cowboys game is away as well. Mm-hmm. So that's as tough last four weeks as it comes.
2: I think we just need to stop saying that the Cowboys are going to be tough opponents now, yeah, mate. Surely, surely surely, 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 <laughs> just, uh, surely they've uh, just crumbled and given up on the season.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, another one who I just wanted to mention, just very briefly, was uh, Solomon Ekata, who's gone on a bit of a run and uh, played. Your very, boy. Yep, played very well on the weekend, carving the Broncos up. Mate, it was really funny. After the game, I said to my wife, I said, "Oh, mate, Warriors smashed them, didn't they?" And she's like, "Yeah, that guy with the long hair, he was everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's because there's about four of them that look exactly the same." <laughs>
2: So what does he have does he have the braids or does he just have this the the long kind of
1: like yeah, throw or what's he he's with? he's got the braids, same as right. uh Parsi, same as Papa Lee, and I think one of the other forwards has got the same do as well, one of the bench forwards.
2: Scary looking mofos, those guys.
1: Yeah, but uh ninety four on the weekend. He only scored 26 the week before, so I don't think he's a legit option. But the Warriors do have a decent draw on the way home after this week with the Titans, the Knights, the Bulldogs, and the Raiders uh, for their last six games. So maybe worth a look, but probably behind the other guys. Um, anything on Mansour that you wanted to cover?
2: No, I've really looked at him too much, but I guess he's playing in a you know one of the better sides in the competition. So... Um I'm just going to pull up what he's done so far now. Um, returning from, so this is his first game back from injury since round yes. six, right? And Before that, he, he played quite well. Um, he obviously had that poor, poor game in round six where he got injured and only played 43 minutes. But before that, he um, had scores of 40, 59, 59, 27, and 63, and only two tries for the season. So um, he was kind of shaping as being maybe a top four to six centre wing. So, um yeah, it's another one that we can wait on. Break even to 73, plus he's coming back from that, you know, that really bad uh, facial injury where he uh, almost, I think, lost an eye. So, um, yeah, I'd be waiting on him, and he's just another option that if Ophelomo no, doesn't pan out, then you've got someone like Mansour to uh, to jump on. And the uh, what about a guy that I was pretty keen about in the preseason, mate, who's also missed a lot of this season? Um, the other... Uh, the other uh, Roosters winger that we kind of maybe forgotten no, about.
1: Oh, you love this Blake.
2: But uh, yeah, I don't know. What about Tupo? He's, uh, he's down now to 403,000. Average close to 60 last year, playing in um, a side that seems to be getting better, I guess, although they had a bit of a, a weird game against the Titans last week. So opened the season really poorly with scores of 29 and 11. But since then, um, when he returned from injury in round 13, he's had scores 66, 28, 66, 28, 43. So, looks pretty much rocks, rocks and diamonds with him uh, unless he's scoring tries. His base is a bit down from what he produced last year too. So, um, yeah, I, I'm probably not someone for me uh, at this stage, but I can see others getting a little bit excited. Um, cost Mate,
1: cost no, one, no one is getting excited. You're the only mm. one talking about him.
2: And you, you
1: talk about him every year, and he's rubbish every year. But <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> the only reason I'm talking him up is because I think I've got a stake bet somewhere about where <laughs>
1: he <laughs> <laughs> I think we made a stake bet about Hopper that I'm definitely on the wrong side of, but I'm going to choose to forget that one.
2: Nah, I, I remember that one, mate. <laughs> I remember that.
1: <laughs> so, center wings for me, uh, I th- for me it's Johnston, Masters and Aitken at the top. Yeah. Uh, this week in particular, I think it's Rapana and Nofo. Next after them, excuse me, uh, Madison. Potentially the week after, Hopawade's a pass. Ramian's a pass, and uh, yeah, Ferguson, Latrell Holmes. I'm going to pass on, and I, I'm not overly against Hayne as a as an option. That's how I. You've I'm got to it. Tr- you you, yeah. you have to
2: trade in Hayne.
1: I know. I kind of do. I'm kind of feeling it.
2: I think you should. Uh, you've actually, you're have actually you in sneaky position here to get top 100, which would be incredible. And um, uh, Hay would be a massive pod for the run home.
1: Yeah, well, Nofo would be a, p- a pod as well, which is why I'm I'm thinking of going him. I've got the six trades left and about 150k mm. in bank. So I'm sitting okay from that perspective. Uh, and I think I'm going to go Nofo, I think. Nofo in, Croker out. Just chuck Nene on the bench and play my boy Nia
2: yeah, right. Well, what about, if you're looking, um, they're very similar price at the moment. You've got Rapana and a Jared Hayne. Um, you know, generally any day of the week, you just get on um, Rapana. But, um, you know, you kind of, you are kind of being misguided a bit by someone's form from, from last year versus someone mm. that's just at their actual, for the best form they've been since, uh, you know, since he left the NRL.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. And then and um, Paris draw is... Yeah, well, we just covered it. Actually, it's a little bit tough. Dragons, Melbourne, Roosters, three of the last four. Souths next week, Bulldogs this week, and then the Titans in two weeks' time. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's a tough draw, and that's that's why I'm staying away from Rapana as well. Tough draw for him, also.
2: So Haynes produced all his big scores though in the past few weeks against the Cowboys. The Rabbitohs, they got forty six, and then against the Dragons and the Knights, he so got seventy six and one hundred and three. And I think this the that round sixteen was when uh, was when players were returning from Denver as well, so probably caught the the Dragons mm-hmm. players on the bounce there. And then people been scoring a lot of points against um, Newcastle, and then yeah, we've we've just discussed the Cowboys and how poor they've been, so. You know, he, he's got an easiest game coming up this week, and then he's got a full-strength um, Rabbitohs, which um, he only scored 46 points against, and then he's got the Titans, which, you know, should be happy days for him, and then it gets a lot tougher from then on.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, uh, vice-captain, captain, just quickly before we let you go back down to the bar, I'm thinking of Reese Martin, straight captain, Thursday night.
2: Yep, don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. Um, I've got my VC on Martin at the moment, but I'll be looking around to see who my potential AE will be. I'm still carrying Orbison, unfortunately, and I've got Katoa and I've also got uh, Kurt Mann. So it doesn't look good to be able to use my VC, and and Martin's not going to score, you know, 140s each week. The only thing that I'm thinking about is that he's going to be a very, very popular captain option this week, so... Maybe looking to avoid that, and, and um, currently thinking about Jai Arrow. who will be fresh and rested after having a week off, and um, you know he's a pretty much a lock-in bet for you know seventy plus points. You'd think.
1: Yeah, I don't mind him up against the Knights. Uh, I don't think people have set their captains this uh, yet because Smithy is still well ahead of with Cook and Tamalolo at the moment. Only one point two percent of people are on Reese Martin. He's number fourteen on the list. So I think a lot of people are going to go Smith again, or or Damian Cook.
2: Yeah, people are just probably pretty nervous about putting on a rookie, but you've got an a eighty-minute edge forward that kicks goals. It's pretty hard to pass up, and he's in uh, over thirty-five percent of teams at the moment. So if he's only got that low um, captain numbers at the moment, then um, yeah, you're probably right, mate. People are going to be looking for the the uh, the more well-known options. Yeah. Yep.
1: Okay, mate. All right, well, look, um, thank you very much for giving up your time to jump on. I uh, hope you keep enjoying the trip, and we'll um, we'll try and catch up with you again sometime in a few weeks.
2: No, that's good. I think just before uh, we finish the podcast, mate, I just wanted to um, give a big shout-out to our mate, Banyo Boy, who uh, we know is going through a pretty tough time at the moment. And just, you know, mate, we're all behind you. Everyone's behind you, so all the best. And, um, yeah, all I hope everything works out really well for yourself and your family. You definitely don't deserve this. And, um, I know we got some uh, good some good news the other day and just hope it continues to go continues to go well for you, mate. So we're all thinking of like it.
1: Yes, definitely, of course. And a bit of a one-hit wonder old Banyo, struggling a bit this year, but got a lot of other things going on. So I think he's got a bit of uh, a fair excuse. But yeah, good to have some good news there, definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, mate. Well, like I said, enjoy the drinks. Uh, speak to you in a few weeks' time.
2: Yeah, cool. See you later. See you, mate.